Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. My name is Cole. My name is Adam. Adam, I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, go for it. So, um, I, Wall Street Journal has this podcast called the The Journal. I think uh, it's a daily podcast. They talk kind of in depth about something that's happening in the news. And recently, they released an episode on CNN Plus. You heard anything about this? Yeah. So the old. Well, I'm going to tell you. So don't <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Then. So you don't need to tell me. I'm about to tell you. For the sake of you and our listeners, uh, I didn't really know much about it until I listened to this episode. Thought it was really interesting. So uh, there are some things that we can learn from it. So bear with me for a few minutes while I tell you what happened. So essentially, CNN, and this will all tie back to our creative process eventually. So this is not a news of the day episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast. But anyway, um, CNN was in the process of being acquired by Discovery who owns a lot of things, Food Network, HGTV, of course, Discovery Channel. And in that process, they said, you know what? We really need to get into the streaming world. That's the future. People are, you know, decabling. So let's get into streaming. And Discovery said, actually, don't do that. Just wait. And, and CNN was like, you don't own us yet. We're going to do it. So they invested $300 million into creating CNN Plus. And they launched it in March of 2022. And a couple weeks after they launched it, they got acquired by Discovery. And then Discovery announced we're shutting down CNN Plus. So CNN Plus launched and was shut down. The, the shutdown was uh, announced two weeks later. In that time frame, they had spent $300 million by acquiring talent and developing new shows. They had kind of their hands handcuffed because they couldn't actually put news on CNN plus because of their existing agreements with the cable providers. They couldn't be in conflict with themselves and their agreements with the cable providers. So they started creating these new shows that they had no idea if people wanted to watch. Like Anderson Cooper was like doing a show on parenting. And I think they hired like Chris Wallace or something to interview old actors, like elderly people who are famous and so it was like programming that was totally outside their realm. And also you couldn't just go to the app store and download the CNN Plus app and subscribe to it. You had to go to CNN's website and like find it and then pay for it with your credit card. And then it like took you into another portal. And so it wasn't even easy to adopt. So CNN, this massive brand that has millions of viewers over the course of their existence with CNN Plus had between 100,000 and 150,000 subscribers. So clearly no uptake. And they had also planned over the next several years to spend an additional $750 million on CNN Plus. So a total of like a billion dollars in something like five or six years. And they launched it to 100 and or 150,000 subscribers. So it lasted a month and it was shut down. So wild. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> That's the story. What did you know about it? So what I knew about it is that I didn't know about it until they announced that it was going away. Okay, yeah. Which is hilarious because that would be like if someone told you your roommate was moving out and you said, I have a roommate. Right. And you would be correct. So I, I'm i going to derive some lessons from the failure of CNN Plus today for us as artists, people who make things, people with audiences. And the first thing that I think we can really learn from this is that content is more important than popularity. So what you see is CNN 
CNN as a network has millions of people who watch it every day. But then they created a product where the content was secondary and no one cared about it. Right. And I think so often we spend so much time thinking about, okay, how can I get more people to know who I am? How can I, you know, create something that goes viral? And we talk about, you know, utilizing social media platforms and stuff like that on this podcast. So that's not nothing, but it's certainly secondary to the content that we're creating. Yeah. I mean... I follow a lot of people on TikTok and I keep up with kind of what's going on with music on there. And I'll say this, the songs that are going viral on TikTok are usually great at whatever they're trying to do. They're not just writing one song and then putting it on TikTok over and over again, hoping to go viral. It's people who are workshopping their ideas and actually writing good music and having good production. You know, Anderson Cooper is a popular news host, but I don't need to see him review dog food or whatever, you know, like, yeah, just because people know who you are. Right. You still need to do a good job. Yeah. Which leads us to this other idea of like, are we creating our voice and are we being consistent with it? So one of the challenges that CNN had with CNN Plus was they started creating something that was totally outside of their channel. And again, that's not bad as long as their intention, there is intention in doing so. For them, it was, we need to get into the streaming world. People follow us already. Maybe they're just going to subscribe. It doesn't matter what we put on the platform. They totally moved away from their own voice, which is breaking news. Like that's what they specialize in. And and if I could draw a parallel to the art world. Please, that's why we're here. <laughs> um. I know a lot of artists who will kind of get good at art and then day 20 of being good at art, they try to launch a Patreon or they try to make a Kickstarter to fund their album or they try to make a whatever it is, a GoFundMe for their gallery show. And they go from check out my art, 500 likes to, hey, I'm doing a Patreon where for $10 a month you can get whatever it is from my art videos of me painting right so when you try to make a leap like that you have to understand that yes there are a lot of people who are checking out your art when it's free and it's on your feed the same way cnn had a bunch of cable viewers but when you try to get people to make a leap to some other platform you're gonna narrow it down to like your biggest one or 10 percent of your fans yeah so you can't say well 500 people liked my art when it was free on instagram so I have 500 people that will be a patron. Yeah. So the next idea is bring your audience along for the journey. And that is definitely the opposite of what CNN did with CNN plus. They just like behind the scenes started making all of this stuff. And then they said, ta-da, here it is. And meanwhile, no one knew what any of the content was or cared about it, or they hadn't culted an audience for it. And when we as artists bring people along for the journey, it gives us the opportunity to introduce them to the things that we're making so that there's some sense of anticipation and buy-in when we finally release the thing. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And so one example of that that you could use as an artist practically, let's say you're going to do a gallery show and you're going to exhibit eight paintings. I wouldn't suggest keeping the content of those paintings a secret and just one day going, Hey, I'm doing a gallery show next Thursday. Like 
a month out from the show, start posting some behind the scenes, start posting some pictures of the paintings that you're going to be showing post one and say, there's going to be six more like it at this show or post three and say the other six are going to be there. If CNN had started airing some of these shows they built on their network for a couple months and then said, all right, now we're going to do episodes on CNN plus only. Maybe some people would be like, I like that show. I will pay for it. Why haven't they hired us is the question. (laughs) I mean, and what are they going to do with the additional 700 million? It's not too late to hire us. Well, I'm assuming that they thought that money was going to come from their subscribers. So got it. Who knows? But yeah, like don't, don't keep it a secret. Yeah. Let people know what they're in for when they come to your show or when they decide to pay for your Patreon or whatever it is. Yeah. We have a, an event coming up at the end of May called The Seasons, and it's uh, an orchestra playing Vivaldi's The Four Seasons and The Round and large-scale projections and some, and some experiential elements. And already, like, we have begun capturing content of orchestra rehearsal. And we're going to go set up these 14 by 20 foot scrims and shoot the video that we'll be projecting on that so that people can see it and get a sense of it and feel it, feel of what it will be like. Because we understand the importance of bringing our audience along on the journey, especially when it's something that isn't necessarily something that people are used to or have seen before. So we're combining a lot of things to create a unique experience. And so by bringing people along for the journey, it gives us the ability to kind of create a relationship and a sense of buy-in, which will hopefully result in uh, ticket sales. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully this podcast now will result in at least a couple ticket sales. Creativecityproject.com. Slash the hyphen seasons. Or we can just go to creativecityproject.com and buy a ticket. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next idea, release your work along the way, which is a little bit, you know, part of the thing that we just talked about. But why is this important is if we're releasing our work, if CNN plus had released their work along the way, maybe done what you just recommended of like putting some of those shows on the air and such, it would have given them an opportunity to test, to see if anyone is interested before they spent $300 million. And I think the same is true for us. Let's test it along the way by releasing our work and seeing how people are responding to it. Now, if you're just doing it for yourself, if you're just doing it as personal expression, none of that matters. If you are doing it as part of the process of engaging an audience, it really does matter. And there, you know, we talked last week about this very thing. Like, am I an artist who is cultivating an audience and moving toward making this a job? Or is this just something I want to do as a hobby and kind of put it out when I want to put it out? Both are fine. But if you're in that first category, releasing your work along the way gives you an opportunity to refine the thing that you're making or the things that you're making, refine your voice, refine what you're saying, refine how you're saying it, to move away from some things and to double or triple down on others. And that's one of the value of one of the values of releasing our work along the way and not just keeping everything secret and then saying, here it is, world. Yeah. And another benefit of that is actually more on the preneur side than the art side, which is you get to get a sneak peek at your numbers. Hmm. You know, if you go out and you make a 800 square inch mural and try to sell it for $5,000 and that's your first painting that's for sale, but you've never sold a four by six, you know, yeah, smaller picture, you might end up realizing that you just spent $2,000 on paint and a canvas yeah. and 
you were getting offers for $500 yeah. to buy your art. So, you know, having a good idea of like, what is this worth to other people? Will they be interested if I try to sell this or should I pivot and do something like this? Yeah. It's kind of the idea of like doing a hot dog cart versus spending your life savings trying to open a gourmet restaurant on day one. Um, another lesson that we can learn from CNN, the failure of CNN plus is, uh, don't be obsessed with following the crowd. I mean, CNN plus was not CNN saying we see a need and we're going to fill it. It was them saying, Oh, our existing business model is not, it's going away and we need to do something else. And that's probably not a great way to make decisions, and I think there's a lot of artists who do the same thing, but in the other direction. They see other people being successful by doing X, Y, or Z, or making this type of art, or making these kinds of songs, or whatever it may be, and saying, oh, I'm going to do that too. And that is typically not a great way to make artistic decisions. The great way to make artistic decisions is to say, what is my voice? Who am I? What's meaningful to me? How can I present that in a meaningful way to the world around me? And then making that stuff. Yeah. And if you're constantly hopping from method to method or art form to art form because you're seeing other people do something and you want to copy them, you're always going to be behind the curve a little bit because, you know, CNN like when you think about what their product is, I don't know if they even needed to make a streaming service. Right. But uh, they saw they probably saw NBC doing it with Peacock, and they went, "We need that." And obviously, you know, Netflix and whoever else. But yeah, just trying to emulate something that worked for someone else, you're gonna always be a little bit behind the curve. All right, last thing right here: don't let being headstrong get in the way of good advice. Discovery said, don't do it. CNN said, we're going to do it. There's nothing you can say or do about it. So here we go. And it didn't work out for him. And in the art world, there's a lot of survivorship bias. Yeah. Like if I say, hey, dropping everything, selling all your belongings, buying a guitar, paying to make an album. And, you know, if that's what happened for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And that's what they had to do to make it happen. And now they're the biggest band in the world. Well, if I tell my mom, hey, I'm going to sell all my belongings and fund an album and move to L.A., like, she would say, don't do that. And if I said, well, it worked for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, how many people did that not not work for, you know? So Well, and this is a bad example because you're giving us a success story. And also, I'm not saying don't sell all your stuff and do whatever it is you need to do. Well, that's the survivorship bias. You don't hear about the people who did all that and didn't take the good advice and failed. The CNN one is high profile, but Jim, who sold his, you know, laptop to pay for studio time, you're not hearing about that guy if it didn't work. It's true. But again, I'm not saying don't do that. What I'm saying is don't let being headstrong get in the way of good advice. So it's the the idea of listen to what's going on, make measured decisions, don't get wrapped up in the emotional moment. Like be like get for real, be serious. If like you're going to be serious about this, be serious about it and that's okay. 
Yeah. And any decision you're making from the point of proving other people wrong. Exactly. That is a big red flag for me. I mean, even when people say like, oh, I'm going to do this to prove the haters that I can do it. It's like, that's your source of motivation. Yeah. Not to prove to yourself that you can do it or to prove to your people that support you that they made the right call. You love it. Yeah. I mean, whatever gets your wheels turning, I guess. But, you know, that seems like a very superficial motivator. All right. Well, we're we're excited to see what Discovery is going to do with uh, CNN, what the future might hold. Um, and yeah, I'll be sure to tune in. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you an update here on the Entrepreneur Podcast sometime in the future. Until then, keep making and uh, do it right. And we'll see you. We'll see you on our Instagram at Entrepreneur Podcast. If you want to follow us there, leave a review, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll see you next week. Bye.